0: Held it. Hi my name is John Garfield. Um, this time we're going to uh, deal with some questions and answers about the courts of, and council of heaven. So last week uh, Harold Eberlea, he's the co-author of Releasing Kings, has an annual Worldcast conference, and he invited me to come. So we shared about it with uh, with the conference folks that were there, and also we talked for an hour about it in a sort of a pastors' meeting. So it was a great opportunity to be exposed to um, some outside voices. <laughs> I think I mentioned I've been under house arrest for the last six months, kind of you know doing this myself, and so it's been good to get out of the house and uh, see what else is going on in the world so that it was a great opportunity and pastors you know have to navigate you know how it's going to affect their churches so they and they're also theologically very sharp so they ask some good questions and uh, these are not hard questions the hard questions are the ones that i asked myself <laughs> when i got started so these are uh, fairly straightforward and uh, so i just want to share them with you let me introduce it by just giving you a little bit of my own story I got saved in high school because I saw some other people, mostly people my own age, that uh, they had something that I longed for in my heart, and when I saw it, I just asked them how they got it, and I followed their advice. <laughs> so every new experience has been rooted in that same process for me. Uh, first, I see it operating in usually in some other person, and uh, second, I experience it, and third, I I explain it. <laughs> so it's like. We all follow people until we can follow Jesus. And then we find out we were following the Jesus in those people in the first place. So we're always following Jesus. So in the case of uh, courts and councils and using the seer gift, I saw something in Beverly Watkins that was very powerful and encouraging when she prayed for me, like two and a half, three years ago now. And now other people have that same experience when I pray with them and uh, So when we talk about these questions and theological issues, I'm fine with getting a B on on the answers because I'm getting A's from the people I pray with (laughs) And, and well done from my Father in heaven. So I have no insecurities about it at all. We all taste and see that the Lord is good, and yet we're ready to give a gentle and respectful answer to those who ask for the reasons. And some of the questions can be, you know a little edgy uh, but not as edgy as the ones i asked when i got started <laughs> so if you have more questions that you would like to to uh, have us entertain or if you want to remodel some of the answers get a hold of me and we'll fix it uh, so the first question <clears throat> this is my favorite question is does it work show me the fruit <laughs> and uh, so after beverly prayed with me I asked her to pray with about 20 of my friends and this was over two years and it was not pre-planned. Just people came up that were stuck, uh, asked me, what do I do? And I said, well, we could try getting Beverly to help us pray. And uh, So those Zoom calls ran for about 90 minutes and were for people who were stuck in some area and wanted prayer. So Beverly and I, mostly Beverly, especially at first, took them uh, to the courts of heaven and asked the Holy Spirit to show us where the resistance was coming from. Now these people usually had repented of everything they could think of already, and they were all spirit-filled, all sharp uh, people, uh, and so they. What we found <clears throat> was often generational or cleansing bloodlines, if you want to call it that. But it always got resolved by finding the accusation with the seer or the prophetic gift, or by simply asking <laughs> them what was going on, and um, then. Um, we would agree with the adversary agree with the accusation and through repentance we ask Jesus to break wrong actions or covenants and cover them with his blood and wash us white as snow and uh, that process when you experience it is amazing okay so we also ask the lord to show us something about their book and restore aspects of their book or, or destiny that that had been stolen by the enemy. So today, I think is July 23rd. It's about 11 o'clock in the morning. I've already had two one-hour phone calls this morning with friends, m- my friends, who we went to the courts, and God showed them something that uh, really touched them powerfully. So that is like happening routinely with me now. And I'm not trying to be the expert. Okay, I am just a brother that uh, goes to the and counsel and can see. So the uh, the next answer and I'm trying to break these down into you know what's the intellectual answer and what's the hard answer. The hard answer to what's the fruit and uh, you know what how does this work is it's wise to ask about uh, fruit. People always uh, should ask. And this question often has roots in the wounding of unanswered prayer. So the people we started with had already prayed about what they were up against for, you know, weeks, months, years, whatever. And delayed hope really does make our hearts sick while a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. And the new connection made in the courts of heaven and the strategy of dealing with accusations with repentance was like a lifeline to a drowning person that reconnected them with their father, and the court sessions gave them hope, gave them a prayer strategy, and faith for results, and in most most cases, uh, real fruit uh, in the end. So the second question, there are 16 of these questions, by the way, and if I don't get through them all, we'll have another video. So uh, this is about the court. So I thought Satan was cast out of heaven. How can he still be, um, you know, showing up in court cases in heaven? So uh, the answer is that <coughs> Satan was cast out of heaven. Revelations 12, 10 says that. And, but he's still at war with the saints on earth. And if you just read the, continue to read Revelations 12, the last half of that chapter, you'll see that very plainly. And so overcoming him is a significant theme throughout the Bible. In other words, that's not the only place. Um, and I would say, uh, I would not say he appears in heaven as much as the accusations are discerned or seen or subpoenaed or required. So we're, we're you know, forcing him to show his hand and dealing with it. Um, so the third one is, uh, I can come directly to a loving father anytime I want to. Why are you imposing a legal protocol and making my father into a judge? Why do I have to go through courts to get into the throne room or his council? Great question. Uh, the courts of heaven isn't Uh, a requirement for access to the Father. We only relate to our Father and friend as a judge when we're asking Him for a decree to release us from uh, an accusation from the enemy. So when God operates as a judge, He's not judging us. He's, uh, He's rendering verdicts that set us free from enemy oppression and bondage. So Jesus' redemption always sets captives free. Romans 8 1 says, there's no no condemnation. And that word condemn, condemnation is a legal term, uh, catacrima, which uh, means an adverse sentence or verdict. So there, there, are, there are no sentences from God against you. They're all from the enemy. So it goes on in that chapter 8 and says, if God is for us, who can be against us? And you know we think of uh, the the answer is there is someone against us it's the enemy uh, it's in Romans 8 and 31 to 39 so the fourth one generational sin is already covered covered by Jesus finished work on the cross why do I have to go back and dig it up again and the answer is uh, you don't have to uh, whatever's under the blood should stay there I mean forgiven sin ends up in his sea of forgetfulness um, the reason many people check this area is because they've been blocked and nothing else has worked. <clears throat> so, if something generational is found, we're not digging it up, we are appropriating Jesus' finished work on the cross uh, in a way that's similar to salvation. Jesus died for all, but we receive forgiveness and healing when we ask for and appropriate that provision. So, if there If there is something, some covenant that our forefathers entered into or even something we've done, uh, we're just asking the word to show that to us if it's not dealt with and then we're dealing with it through repentance and being washed white as snow. Fifth one is a good one. (laughs) This sounds like the old deliverance or revival ministry where people just got what they preached. Uh, People throwing up, falling over, passing out, seeing demons everywhere. It was all a passing fad, so is this. Sort of a mass hypnosis or crowd manipulation thing. Uh, Why should I buy into something so questionable? I'm really tired of preachers coming up with new things that aren't particularly well-grounded scriptural and, and in the end just fade away when the new wears off. Now, we've all seen this happen to some degree. I mean, there's things coming and going in the kingdom. So here's the answer. Here's my answer. <laughs> there are some excesses in this movement, and it pays to be discerning. Um, uh, it's also relatively new, and, and the doctrinal issues that go with it are still being sorted out. So it's fine to watch and see. Uh, some are prone to be first fruits and early adopters and jump in early, while others are more conservative and want to wait and see, you know, as time goes by, whether this is good or not. And both of those are oh fine. So we're not trying to say everybody has to do this right now, but if the Lord is talking to you, uh, we, we just want, want to walk, hold your hand, I'll help you walk through it. The hard answer of being mis is, is this. Uh, the wounding from being misled by a spiritual leader is deep and most of us have, have some experience with that. <laughs> Yet God's healing is even deeper and forgiveness is always the best answer. It's fine to, to watch and see, um, but we don't want to let uh, the enemy rob our destiny if, if we're not careful. So, don't let the enemy, if he's already stolen something from your past, don't give him the key to let him steal your future too, okay? Let's deal with the past, restore what was uh, stolen out of your book in the courts of heaven and on trading floors, and move on. So. There are about 10 more questions. I'm gonna use another video to go after those. So back soon.